So I'm here with my good friends Valerie and Karina. Um, I was thinking that I was going to have to wait to start this podcast until I got to the Holy Land, but actually you beat me there and just got back a few days ago. So I thought it'd be neat to kind of interview you or speak with you and get a pilgrim's perspective on how your trip was. So I guess, well, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Shalom. What made you want to go to the Holy Land? What was the, the thought behind your trip? Why'd you plan it? I have always wanted to go. It's something that was always kind of in my future plan. And a friend of mine planned the trip with her mother. So I decided I could go. I'm going to do it. And I signed up for it. And Karina got, got signed up by you. Didn't commit originally. <laughs> I was transitioning job so I wasn't sure if I could swing it but then I was like whatever my job situation is I'm just gonna tell them I'm leaving and I booked the trip and it was totally fine and they were all so excited that I was there so that's how we got there I think we planned this in the summer or before the summer and we just came back that's awesome what what were your first impressions when you got there like, what was the first thing, either coming out of the airport or, I, I don't know, when you finally woke up after the flight? Well, we went to, we flew into Tel Aviv and spent the first night there. And Tel Aviv is very much a city, um, a lot of young people, very vibrant, even though it was Friday, which is Shabbat. It still, it felt, honestly, to me, it kind of felt like I was in Barcelona because it's on the water and that. So we didn't really get that, like, holy land experience the first night. But then I think like the second day when we started our tour and you learn about how old this place is and mm -hmm. this is, you know, like terrain that Jesus saw with his eyes. And I think that's when it kind of starts to feel like you're in somewhere special. That first bus trip we took from Tel Aviv, we left and it was a, a tour of 24 people, which was a nice size. And... We started to drive away from the sea, which we had immersed ourselves in at 6.30 in the morning because we had to. Just beautiful, beautiful water, beautiful weather in November. And we went, we started to drive, and you're driving in desert. I mean, it's, it doesn't look like anything that we see here. Um, you see mountains far off, but it's a lot of white sand. And so it's, they're very light-colored mountains. And you start to get the feeling like, oh, we're, we're heading to Nazareth now. Mm -hmm. And it's we stopped on the way at Caesarea to get you know, a taste of the, the history and the archaeology there, and it started to bring you into, wow, this, this is 2,000 years old. So we kind of had a little bit of a prep to get to Nazareth, and when we got to Nazareth, it was this very tiny, busy village, really, and obviously built up, but it, it was this feeling of, of like, oh, we've arrived, and, and we are pilgrims, because it was really quite a journey, you know, it's a... Mm -hmm. it's a it's a long flight. I've, so never, long. I'm, I've never been. I'm waiting to go. But what was it? About 10 hours? It was 10 hours to get there, but it yeah. was 12 to get home. Wow. And um, the 10 to get there was, we flew overnight and it was... We slept. It was fine. Yeah. It was totally fine and we were so excited. Um, but when we got into Nazareth, I think it's all started to hit us. And the first stop was the, the Basilica of the Annunciation. And we were just floored because I don't, I did not expect... Um, I didn't really realize that it was so many caves that Jesus lived in grottos, in grottos and caves. And it's there. It's all really there. Are the caves outside or are they inside and of churches? Basically, or? every holy site, a church has been built over. Okay. So, right? 
every single yeah. every single place we saw it's in a church and one church more beautiful than the next this one was at the grotto was like in the basement and then the church was in like a circle around it um and you could see from like the the mezzanine down to the grotto did, did the tour guide like speak to you about what you were going to see before oh, you got there yeah or we had kind of... an absolutely phenomenal tour guide who not only took us everywhere like with no line quick it wasn't we didn't linger anywhere we got amazing food and then her background of everything she gave us information before we went while we were there after we went and it was just seven days of pretty much story um so if you want to go to the holy land you need a tour guide yes as father mean, david we have an amazing one we never we never i hope i can meet her i mean i yes. need a tour guide when i get there yes and and you know we didn't realize it was a faith-based tour so you know we weren't with we weren't on one of the you know popular priest tours or the franciscans or we we, we didn't do that because my friend hadn't booked that she mm -hmm. booked a faith-based tour um which included like we had four masses we had a rosary procession and our tour guide, who wasn't actually even Catholic, knew so much and read passages from the Bible every time we were somewhere, like at the Mount of Beatitudes, she read the Beatitudes, you know, from the Bible. When we went to Capernaum, she read passages. Like, it was just very, she tied everything in, and, and it, I, was, I was a little in shock that she wasn't Catholic. Yeah. And we didn't even really realize it all the way till the end when we actually asked her, because... She was just so knowledgeable. She also was an archaeologist, so she had been on a lot of the digs in the area and knew so much history. Yes, she was. It was a lot of archaeologist sites that you see in King Herod and just from 2,000 years ago to today. Um, and her depth of knowledge towards the end, to be honest, we were like, I can't hear one. You just get saturated. Last day, we were in King Herod's palace on top of the Dead mm -hmm. Sea, and I was like... In Masada. Overload. Yeah. yeah. I'm still... Pro I feel like I'm still processing, like... Well, that's what? the great thing, right? Is, like, yeah. you can learn a lot, and then as you see pictures or look back even through your own photos, you'll be like, wait a second. She said this or that about this place. And it, it is so much packed history and information in one place and then you have that spiritual element where you know first just seeing the basilica of the annunciation and seeing where mary i'll explain it to you what the annunciation is where mary heard from the angel mm -hmm. gabriel that jesus was going to be her her baby we literally were so floored with that first announcement that that's where we were and that we you, were you cried like, it's there. like an overwhelming like the trip was overwhelmingly magical and you experience feelings that you've never experienced before because you've never done something. Was there something, you mentioned the Bible, right? That your tour guide would bring up different passages from the Bible. Was there something that you had heard or thought of a certain way and then when you saw it, it was completely different than what you would imagine? Everything. everything. Really? Everything. In what way? Well... We have paintings that are all in beautiful color and beautiful robes and beautiful scenery. And, you know, we have manger scenes with wooden mangers. And you get there and you're like, well, that really isn't how it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, at, at, at Church of the Nativity where, where the Holy Family lived, it was basically 
you know, rock. <laughs> it was rock. Yeah. It, was, it was over caves. And, mm-hmm. and in Capernaum at, uh, at St. Peter's mother's house, they had so much excavation there and the water systems and all these things right on the Sea of Galilee. And it was so moving to walk into this church, which actually had a glass area um, on, in the center on the floor. It was, a, it was a tiered church. And you could just see everything while you're standing there down below and out to the Sea of Galilee. Wow. It was all glass. And it was, it was just so, so moving. And, and Capernaum, you don't think... I mean, you hear it, but I never really envisioned what it was until we got there. And, you know, they have the homeless Jesus, like a sculpture of Jesus laying on a bench. And and it's just all these things. You're just, you're in a swirl of, okay, you know, Mount of Beatitudes. We're up there and the sun is setting and it's, it's just magical. And you're on a mountain and you're like, this is where he gave the Beatitudes. A priest friend of mine put it well and he said... It's like in the Bible where it says the word became flesh. When you go to the Holy Land, you see like all of these stories become flesh. Absolutely. Like they become real, just like, just like God did. How about the transfiguration? Tell, tell Father David about when we were at the Church of the Transfiguration where that happened, what we experienced. So in general, the whole week, the sun, the way the sun came through the clouds every single day was rays. I have pictures. I don't know if you can add them, but... They literally, everywhere we were, it was sun, you know, when you see the sun, sometimes you're like, oh, look, God's coming through. It was every single where, everywhere we went, Sea of Galilee, the entire day. So that alone is overwhelming because Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, this cannot be a coincidence here. Yeah. And then we're on the top of the... It's the Church of the Transfiguration. Yeah. Up on a big balcony. You're on a, you know, there's the church and then this big balcony and... The weather was a little overcast every day, but gorgeous and sunny. And then the sun just was like breaking through and you're on top of this mountain and you see the valleys and you see farms and villages and you're just like, how, how am I worthy enough to be here? And she had read, like you said, the tour guide had read the passage of the transfiguration and, you know, and he appeared in white and the big white cloud was there, and the sun just right behind it started beaming rays all around it. We're standing there going, wait, is this happening? <laughs> so do you think that was like the most powerful experience of your trip? I think that one was a really yeah. special one, but it, I feel like every site we went to, we experienced that kind of, oh my gosh, I can't believe we are standing here and this happened. I mean, even in Cana, you know, Cana, very simple church built over the site, but you go down. And there's the, the vessel, like one of the vessels that one held the wine. Big mm-hmm. vessels, and it, they're massive, and it's just not what I imagined. Yeah. You know, what these things would look like. It's and also, you're a tourist, like you're seeing these sites, so you're, you're kind of going quickly through them, but you're also like, oh my gosh, this is like when we saw in Bethlehem when. There's this like little one door that gets down to the place where uh, Jesus was born and then where the manger, they think the manger would have been. You go through it so quickly because there's so many people and it's closing. And so you're just trying, it's like, that's another thing that happens. You're like, you have to like really process that you, and the land looks different, right? Like everything is built on. So 
It's like a, a lot of emotions at once. A lot of emotions. And, and you're not sure, actually, when they come up, you're like, wait, what, what, what is this? You know, I'm in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And I just touched the spot where they believe Jesus was born. And then we go out down into this area and they're like, you know, Jesus and Mary went way back into a cave and there was a cave and there was a place for, for hay and, and they used all these areas, but they were very well protected. Um, and it was, it, it was just so, it was so interesting. And we had a different tour guide for that because we were technically in Palestine, right? So we had to have a Palestinian guide. Yeah. Our guide wasn't allowed to go in and do that. He was really knowledgeable. He grew up in Bethlehem. Mm. And it was, and also Bethlehem, I think, in Jerusalem, they were the most crowded places we were. When we were up in Nazareth and, and Galilee, it was... It's more countryside, right? From what it, I've heard, it's it is. a lot it, more relaxed. Yeah, yes. and there are tour buses and, and, and people are all going in a pretty reverent manner. Mm-hmm. Um, like when we got to the Jordan River, um, you know, it's... It's in the middle of, I think, what used to be military area. You know, it really wasn't open. Jordan's on the other side, and you're in Palestine, which when we drive into Palestine, the reason we were allowed to go is, one, because we were were tourists, and our guide was allowed to go because she is a tour guide. But she is Jewish, and Jewish people are not not allowed to be in Palestine. So it's, again, you're just like, you're in the Middle East. I think we were also very surprised about the, the terrain of Israel, it is different every 10 minutes you drive. It is tropical. It's dry. It's lush. It's, there's palm trees everywhere. There's palm trees, plants, farms, like farms mm-hmm. uh, mangoes, avocados, bananas, bananas. So and then there's some areas where the sun is so, like by the Dead Sea, it is so salty that all the clouds dissipate. So it's just like perfectly blue sky. And it's a small country, but... It's it's like it, so diverse, so diverse, and so diverse. And the olive trees when we went to get olive so many. Oh my gosh! The first of all, it, we were up, we were up on this high kind of ridge overlooking all of Jerusalem, and she said we we're going to walk down the Palm Sunday path, which I always imagined to be flat and not very long. This was a, a pretty long and windy downhill path. And it's down to, you know, you're among all the olive trees. And, and you know, again, we got to go into this beautiful church and actually well, touch, that's where we started. touch the rock where the, um, the agony in the garden. In the garden gets so We started there and then we walked down. And it's a big rock. They have a big mosaic of it on the ceiling, like a multiple tiered rock, but it's now completely flat because of, Throughout the years, people would chip away part of the rock to hold it. So that's another, like, you're seeing this rock, but it's not the way it was described or it was. And you just realize, like, wow, like, this is so ancient. This happened so long ago, right? Like, what, and, and I just have to think, too, like, now when you hear those gospel stories or when you go to church and it's, I don't know, it's Holy Thursday or Good Friday or Easter Sunday or Christmas, which is coming up. Like your thoughts about those things are going to be so much more colorful. We were in than the upper used to room because yeah, you were there. You saw it. You saw yeah. what, like you said, you saw what Jesus saw. Right, you walked where he walked. Um, yeah, and and the the cal- road to road on Calvary. The whole it was it was just unbelievable, but not 
you weren't alone on it. You know what I mean? It was now there's lots of shops all up and down and little markets and and just winding your way through it much longer than I thought, much hillier than I thought. And you're understanding like the difficulty, you know, I mean, obviously we know it was so difficult, but, but walking and I'm like, this is a really long, hilly, difficult journey. Well, maybe one last thought would be, uh, when I used to give tours in Rome, I always thought that God had special graces in store for people that came to visit Rome. And I imagine with Jerusalem, it's probably that times 10, because you're actually going to where all the word was made flesh and Mm -hmm. God became man. It's like, what do you think? It might be too early to even say, because like Karina said, you haven't really processed everything completely yet. Mm -hmm. But what do you think the, the spiritual kind of takeaways or fruits from this trip will be for you going forward? And Maybe even more than that, like how is this going to help your relationship with, with the Lord? Well, when we were in Bethlehem, we had a small mass on top of the spot where Jesus was born. And the priest, he'd been there for 17 years, he's from India, and he said when he first came to Bethlehem, his mom was like, you know, like, you know invite me, I'll come, you know, set it up. And he said to her, you have to feel called to come here. I can't do that for you. Mm-hmm. So it took 17 years and she saved the money and she went on her pilgrimage. So he said, he asked us to think about why we thought we were there and what, you know, why God called us when he called us to go. So yes, definitely still figuring out why I was called to go, but I think going with my mom was extremely extremely important and sorry (laughs) um yeah i just think that it was his way of i don't know why i'm getting emotional but it's his way of just an emotional trip it's a beautiful his way of telling me that like um as i'm I'm 24 i'm about to turn 25 so as i embark on this second uh not second half but like a different half of my life that be there with me and I always have him to count on so I think it was an important time in my life to kind of so, so like solidify my bond with him and see where it takes me yeah beautiful yeah and for me it was a complete increase in faith I I just couldn't believe we were standing in these places and it all really happened <laughs> it was all right there and you know it, it faith is such a a personal and, and very varied thing for people but for me it was just an unbelievable increase in, in my faith to be able to go and see it all and and experience it and see all the other pilgrims and at the end we actually said Karina said to me mom that was that was really a pilgrimage. We we, we are actually pilgrims. <laughs> and we really? got certificates from yeah. like the, <laughs> yeah. the prime minister of Israel. Israel and the you know like the head guy of tourism gave us like gave everyone like pilgrimage certificates because we did the Holy Land. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did the Holy Land. It is so special. Well, thanks so much for for sharing that and. Obviously, I can't wait to get there. Uh. Um, and yeah, I just think it's it's so beautiful. You had the grace to be able to go. And I was super excited when I heard you were going. 
And I, I pray that, yeah, that those experiences continue to kind of unpack themselves in your lives, right, as you, as you continue. Well, journey. we'll always have it to share. We'll always have the, the experiences to share. And I think that as we start to unpack it, you know, we have each other mm-hmm. to relate to or say, wait, do you remember that? Because it's going to start happening. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas is going to come and we're going to be like, wow. Yeah. We know where that was. We know what that looked like. And never before have I I've envisioned something else. And now my vision of everything I've ever heard, every gospel I've ever heard, my vision's changed. That's great. Well, thanks so much. Thank you.